You're surfing through another dimension, a dimension of podcasts and real-time streaming, of content both live and, quote-unquote, on tape. It covers Washington, Oregon, B.C., and even Idaho, existing between the summit of man's technology and the depths of his cave. There's the web banner up ahead. Your next stop, the Northwest Convergence Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two, hour number two of the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Uh, we just keep rolling along. How long have we been doing this, Double D? Uh, it's over two years. But two we, and a half years. What, uh, what episode are we on there, Wonder Boy? Uh, 118. 118 weeks in a row I have been here. 118 weeks in a row, brother. I know. Uh I'm trying to do, you know, the other day I was trying to do the math. Somebody asked me how many bands that we've talked to or how many, you know, guests we've had on. And I know early on, like the very, like if you go way, way back, there were a few episodes. The first few episodes, I don't think we had, we never had a, any guests. Right. It was just Big Joe and myself and you and we were just, you know, we were chatting. Um, but since we started bringing guests in and, and that's what we, like one band in a week and, but what, whatever, two, what, four, ten. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be an astronomical number. It's gotta be three, 400 bands we've had. Probably. But, um, fun times all around, yes. you know, good times every week. And, uh, we're having a great time. I hope you guys are having a great time listening. We really appreciate the fact that you do tune in and listen each week. And, yeah, let uh, us know. We try send to send us an email or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Send us an email. Uh, you can send us an email to nwczradio at gmail.com. Or if you're, uh, you happen to be on our website, nwconvergenzone.com, just, you know, you can, uh, I think you can send us an email or a message right off of that. I don't even know anymore. Wonder Boy, Saint, and those guys have taken over all that stuff. It's and just, they do an amazing job. Amazing job. If you send it to us anyway, we will get we'll it. We'll get it. <laughs> Pit, you know, Tweet it. Pigeon send, or, yeah, send it by pigeon or turtle. Strap it on the back somehow. It'll, it will get here. We get will here. read it. All roads come into the convergence zone. But um, speaking of doing a great job, you know, Saint – has been a part of our team for about a year and has done an amazing job as uh, like our social networking guy. He does our web page each week. Um, he has set us up with uh, Stitcher and linked a lot of our stuff from our, you know, the transition over to NWCZ radio and everything. Done an absolute fabulous job and it's coming to a close. You know, Saints uh, got one more week, I think. And he's calling it quits on the convergence zone. Tried to twist his arm, tried to threaten him, tried to sue him, but <laughs> yeah. well, nothing worked. Idea. So uh, he's got other stuff. He's got he's an ambitious. So what's he gonna do? He's an ambitious cat man. Um, he's gonna put a lot of his effort and his time into his music. So we thought we'd bring Saint on for a couple of moments here before we uh, move on into the program. Saint. How's it going, man? You know, this mic has been in front of me for almost a year. This is the first time it's been on. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time you've been on the mic. Finally, my chance. Um, so, uh, first of all, and next week be your last week, and we'll talk more about this and stuff. Then we can shed some tears, and Wonder and Wonder Boy can cry. Because um, <laughs> all the work's going to be go all the work's going to be dumped into his lap, but. Um, well, first of all, I want to say, you know, hey, thanks for everything you've done. I remember when you first wandered in here, and we were at the we were at our old, at the original studio, yeah. And he sat back there at the table and just wide eyed and like, what the hell are these guys doing? 
Didn't know what we were about. Didn't know what we were trying to accomplish. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> and it, nothing's changed. No. So, <laughs> um, and next week we'll share. I, I got some stories I want to share about the saint and some of the experiences. Wait, uh, you with shouldn't us. have said that because now he might not show up next week. He'll be here. Oh, yeah, he has to defend He's himself. He's under contractual obligation. It's going to be a roast. Plus there's beer. No, yeah. it's not going to be a roast, but we're just going to, you know, we're going to talk about some things. But I would right now before we, um, you know, we have we want to get to this uh, segment for the people um, in just a second. But um, tell us really quick about your um, foray into the music world. So I'm working on music for a project, a band I'm calling James and the Giant Keg. Everybody likes a giant keg. Everybody likes that name. Yes. Everybody except for my mom. How did you come up with that name? Um, a friend of mine in high school came up with it, and I jacked it from him. <laughs> and I'm never going to tell him. Well, it's on here now. It's on the air now. He, <laughs> he's, calling, he's calling lawyers and everybody. No, uh, no, um, I'm sure he, he listens. Listen. Are you everybody kidding me? Everyone <laughs> listens. What are you? Oh, he mom. Later on, he abandoned that name because it was too juvenile, but I never grew up, so I'm sticking with it. Nice. So, All right. Uh, so you play the guitar. Uh, sure. And I you, play my songs. Yeah, and so you, write, you write your own stuff, yeah, yeah. and you've been working with a, a cat down in Olympia. Yeah, we're recording music. All right. And there's some demos. Very good. Well, uh, Saint has a, uh, a demo, a full song in swing, and we have played it on NWCZ Radio. So um, let's listen to just a little clip. This is What Do You Say by James and the Giant What do you Keg. say? That's what I said. What, what do you say? All right, so it's not what do you say, it's what do you say. You've and been corrected. I have been corrected. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, you sit corrected. Yeah. I well, I'm trying I'm trying to make the titles hip, and so, you know. Well, it's not hooked on phonics safe, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Uh, no, but anyway, um, good luck on that. And uh, are you, you're in the midst of forming a band? Is this what I hear? Yeah, if I can, people to jam with, whatever. I'm just... So if people out there are listening and they, uh, what do you need? What do you need for this band? Um, I can either do bass or guitar, so I need everything else. So you need a drummer? Yeah. You need either a bass or a guitar player? Something like that. So I'm Tambourine at, player? No. Double no, D is going to do the triangle? No. I can't do that. <laughs> Wonder Boy's doing the maracas? So um, a three or a four piece? <laughs> uh, very good. So where can people contact you if they want to be a part of this project? You can find... JamesandTheGiantKeg.com or on any social network virtually. I'm on Bandcamp, Twitter, Reverb, MySpace, YouTube. You got it locked up, James just, and the just Giant Google Keg. It. All right, very good. So there you go, folks. You want to be a part of that? James and the Giant Keg. That's your uh, next opportunity to start them. I'm going to keep working on demos. I'm going to keep putting them on NWCZ Radio exclusively. As long as you keep paying. I'll full put tracks, on. you know. <laughs> I, I can afford you. So. <laughs> you can buy my ass and sell me twice. All so right. You, can, you can tune in and listen there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're big supporters of the Saint. When you get that things rolling, get that thing rolling and stuff, uh, let us know. If, you know, whenever you have a gig or something, we'll all come out and support it. All right. Uh, thank you, Saint. And uh, our, we be, I get this all the time. We've been asked over and over and over. A lot of people are new. Uh, or, or I would say new in the last six months to a year to our program, mm -hmm. probably ever since we did the King Five, you know, got into the top five on the uh, King Five radio personality or whatever. Um, a lot of people wonder where we started, why we started, what, you know, what prompted us to do this. And I've been asking that for two years. We've been asking ourselves that it's written on the wall. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> um, but so anyway, what we thought we'd do, um, seeing how it's summer and we're in the process of gearing up for our big, you know, September being our new sort of our new season start and everything. We got making some changes on the program and everything. Um, 
We thought we'd go into the Wayback Machine and play for you an hour of an early episode. And um, this episode originally aired on December 27th, so it's two days after Christmas, in the year of 2009. And our guest on the program was a, a <clears throat> was Mike O'Neill, who's a very cool um, singer songwriter, kind of in the uh, country vein, country rock vein, yeah. um, but knows lots of people in the industry. Had some great stories, including stories about Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon, and um, who else is he talking about in this interview? Oh, Eric Clapton. Uh, all these people that he he ran across and did business with, and he I'm was sure he did a few other things. He was right on the cusp of hitting it like really, really big, and um, and then he'll explain what happened. So anyway, we're gonna go into the wayback machine. I hope you enjoy this, and uh, you know that's it for us in this uh, part two. Enjoy this <laughs> retro episode, and you will understand where it is that we kind of started from. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. We are thick into the holidays right now. Uh, Christmas, <laughs> finally over. You notice how, you know, before Christmas starts, everybody says you're supposed to say happy holidays, but then once Christmas is over, you can start naming everything. So now it's Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, but not before Christmas. It's Happy Holidays. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. But anyway, we're uh, we're glad to be here. We made it. Yay! Yay. Made it to Christmas. That's right. Oh, man. It was like down to the wire with the wrapping of the gifts and getting the cards. Out. Like every year, I have great intentions, try to start early, and then it just all like steamrolls on you at the end. But we made it, and welcome back. Welcome to the show. Big D here with you, and of course, my man, Big Joe. Greetings, and post-holiday Christmas salutations and greetings from the Mad Cave in the city of Destiny, Tacoma, Washington. Yes. And then, of course, uh, the show wouldn't be what it is without Double D. How's it going, Double D? You survive? Yep. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, You have a nice little Christmas in the cave there? Yeah, we had a great Christmas time. It was was great that I actually gave presents that people wanted to receive. You get (laughs) No. What? You gave presents? <laughs> you gave to yeah. yeah. No, what about I, us? I don't I see any I presents. Presents. I, I didn't presents see a present. For myself. It was oh, all for me, and well, I got well, what I wanted. I didn't really appreciate the coal, or um, I don't know the I other stuff. I gave you coal. That stuff's expensive this year. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to give that to you. Oh wait, no, no, no. You you didn't even give give me coal this year. You actually went out and just gave me the it was logs, plastic coal, the logs from the house that that you're tearing down. You're just like, yeah. nope, I don't, I don't want this. Bring it to, to my well, house. Well, that's why we gave you the Ranchero so you could haul that stuff around. Well, yeah. No, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like Double D. I don't want to have junk in the back of it. Hey, it's like on, everywhere he goes. Everywhere. Put you the see? rack on there and yeah. uh, load them up. And no, stuff. I don't want ladders. Was that the biggest present you've ever gotten in your life? Uh, yes. So was that Ranchero? Yeah. It's, in it's, size and in like clunkerness? Yeah. <laughs> in like weight and, you know, in, yes, exactly. in the uh, whole length thing where it fits in the garage and it's like, yeah. the whole, like from the garage door to the you know, end. It's you know. a big car, man. It's so, very big. Anyway, we made it through Christmas, and I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas. And now we're rushing headlong into the new year. We're going to close out uh, <laughs> the year 2009, hitting the big 210. 2010. 2010, man. We're two years from uh, non existence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those crazy Mayas. <laughs> yeah, and I made it a whole year without being arrested. Wow. wow, that's good, oh, man. So you know, people pr- ask about that. His but we did have police at our house the other day. Oh yes, yes. Just yes, checking yes. in. Yeah. Well, that's no surprise, isn't it? Don't they check in weekly? You know, make well, sure your my ankle, bracelet's still your on. ankle monitor still beeping. And yeah, well, they had to stop for another reason. <laughs> what was but, that reason? Uh, somebody uh, stole Wonder Boy's uh, 
camera, and that was... Well, uh, let's be honest now. It wasn't Wonder Boy's camera. It was a borrowed camera. Yeah, from the school district. From the school district. Oh, What's the value man. on that thing? Uh, like $1,400. Yeah. Oh, so good luck with that. Rough. Merry Christmas to whoever stole that. Yeah, the yeah. Grinch. So <laughs> that's a bummer. And then they also stole, what, your iPod? My iPod and everything else that oh, was in the bag. And Wow. See, and I was bummed because they took a bag out of my car. Yeah, with Metro stuff. <laughs> yeah, so could be worse. We could, right. be, we could be Wonder Boy. <laughs> yeah, that anyway, would be bad to be Wonder Boy. So oh, what did it's you guys... It's always bad to be Wonder Boy. What did you yeah. guys uh, do for Christmas, Joe? Uh, celebrated with the family, uh, you know, over the river and through the woods. And uh, to Grandma's house we went. Yeah. A couple of Grandma situations, which is nice. And, All right. Um, feasted and uh, had roast beast and... Uh, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, too much stuff that you actually probably re- shouldn't have. You actually remember all this? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> Usually mean, Joe Christmas. ends up face down in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, my drink is a little thick. What's wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Double D, what'd you guys do? Oh, the Wonder Boy and I and the family, we all went down to the house at the uh, ocean and just kicked, up, kicked back there. and Listen, The recluse over there. Yeah. Oh, we're checking out of this joint, man. We're yeah. out of here. Yeah, I had to Forget the family. To the police. No, I brought estate. my family with me. Oh, I'm talking about the extended family. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like your, <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, like your uh, sister-in-laws, your brother, your parents. They're all local, and you take off? Yeah. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> well, I uh, we had a good time. I took the uh, the gang. Uh, the lovely wife and the and the two daughters to the uh, Rockettes uh, Christmas show, which I highly recommend to everybody. That's the second time I've seen it, and uh, the first time I went, I bought it just as a gift, and I was like, "Man, eh, I'll go," you know, "I'll go along the, just to the, be the good." The Houston Rockets have a Christmas show. Yeah, you should see Yao Ming <laughs> kick it up, man. <laughs> All right, he and Tracy McGrady, you know, they do the little drummer boy thing. It's amazing. <laughs> But, no, it's a very cool show. It's fantastic. And uh, I've also seen the White Christmas um, play. That's really good. A lot of cool Christmas programs and everything come through Seattle. And uh, I highly recommend you uh, check, check them out if you get a chance to. And then after that, we went up to Victoria for a few days and then came back. And, of course, I worked on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas, we just had our, you know, our little family gathering. It was fun. Good times. Another Christmas successfully in the books. But this week on the show, we have a guy who I find quite amazing. His name is Mike O'Neill. And this is the kind of a guy who, uh, (laughs) if you were to walk through like Home Depot or Walmart, you'd walk right by him and never know his story. You, You would never, ever in a million years think, oh man, that dude, he was like this close to absolute rock and roll stardom. And then he quit. Uh, we had him in the studio, and we've talked to him. He's got a brand-new CD out, and it is uh, it just hit the stores like the other day. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about it in the interview. And he is on a local radio station, and he's whatever, making, making a comeback or however, making more music. And he's got Which a great, great history, very talented guy. I enjoyed having him in and talking to him. I think you guys are going to like it, too. This is our interview, Mike O'Neill. All right, everybody. We are here today with uh, local Northwest um, artist, and he has quite a story. I think you want to hear this. He is uh, an amazing performer and musician. He's got a brand-new CD coming out. It's called Ain't Ain't Leaving Your Love. And his name is Michael Neal. Michael Neal, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here in the garage today. <laughs> yeah, the man Dude. cave. <laughs> man cave. Yeah, we thought you might like this because uh, even though we are in the Northwest, I am from Texas, and uh, as you can look around. People, people, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here looking at Shiner Bach everywhere. Bach, Tober Fast. There's longhorn shit everywhere. But, but not a, dr- a drop to drink. <laughs> no, no it, got, it got stolen, man. What can I say? And then the last time I went to Texas, the, the airlines have the new baggage rules because I usually stuff my bags full of them and bring them back. And, you know, it's like if it weighs a, just, a, just a minute pound over, That's they right. charge you all kind of crappy. Be, be so why don't you just drink it all pack. before you come over? I did. 
<laughs> that's what happened. I got on the plane loaded, and they barely let me on. So, so Mike O'Neill, uh, you are a quite a story. You want to take us back to the beginning. You you do country, uh, alt country, sort of Americana style, and you've been in the business for a long time. And I recommend everybody goes to his website, which is whosbadnow.com. And you can see pictures of Mike with... Uh, Naked. All... Yes. <laughs> the rumors are true. The rumors are true. And there's Not... women. <laughs> <laughs> but take us back. Where are you from? How did you get into the uh, music business? And, and it's been a, a long ride, hasn't it? It's a... Uh... Oh, my goodness. Um, Big D, I've got to tell you, I, um, I was raised in the Northwest, so... If you've lived up here a little while, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So you know that uh, it's very homogenized music up here. It's, Absolutely, it is. Yeah. They don't. They don't dig. They don't get their feet too muddy. It's just like, oh, we're gonna get our feet just a little, little muddy. <laughs> we're not gonna get down and get dirty with y'all. <laughs> it's um. So so being raised up here, um, you get this homogenized version of what music is. And um, and I was lucky enough to have a brother who came home when I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and he was going to a private school in Southern California. And he came home with a guitar, and I, uh, I grabbed the guitar and thanked him. I said, oh, man, I love you, Dan. Thank you for the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he never had the heart to tell me it was for him. <laughs> but he'd always bring home great, um, great music, and um, he turned me on to uh, Bo Diddley and uh, Muddy Waters and... Uh, uh, great bluesman, and he's, he'd always bring home great music, so I'd always get a lot of that on me. And um, I started playing very young, and I was probably 12, 13 years old, and I really couldn't figure out the songs, but I could make songs sound like them. And um, so I wasn't like uh, a lot of the kids who would listen to the, to the radio and copy the licks. Uh, I'd just steal the licks and call it and write a new song. <laughs> <laughs> And go give me something that's mine. <laughs> so, uh, did you start a local band here? And, I did. And then, did you guys tour? Did you guys play around? Uh, yeah, here? I was. I was the weird kid at Stadium High School in Tacoma, Washington. I graduated in '73, and I, uh, I was the weird kid running around with the acoustic guitar and the long hair, and uh, you know, hanging out in the parking lot doing everything but go to school. <laughs> I was uh, look. I'm number five of thirteen kids. I have wow. nine sisters. I have three brothers. Wow. They're pretty much. I actually have a brother who lives right around here somewhere, and uh, somewhere you listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Most people live somewhere. That's right. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> He's around here somewhere. <laughs> the uh, that's good. He's still alive. He, he, uh, he is. He, he even said hi to me at the last party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do you want to know? <laughs> no, I just, um, what I did is I, 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 uh, I put a band together in the uh, 70s. Folks, I'm old. In the uh, late 70s, and I, uh, I did a college tour. And at the end of the college tour, I got picked up by a guy by the name of John Bauer. And John Bauer had a concert company. Mm-hmm. And John and Ivy Bauer. And uh, they... Wanted me to go out and open up for a band out of Ireland called U2 on their first American tour. And I was like, okay, sure. And uh, <laughs> so that was the first time I met Bono, and Bono was probably 17 at the time. Was that, was that the tour <clears throat> where they filmed the Red Rocks? Uh... You, actually, that was just before that tour. Okay. This was a boy tour. Oh, so okay. So this was 1980. Right, yep. We left, and matter of fact, the tour started in Seattle at the... I can't remember some club that's now Jazz Alley in Seattle. Oh right, yeah, yeah and right we played there. We played the Foghorn in Portland. We played forty other dates and ended up at the Santa Monica Civic in um, Los Angeles. What was that like? How were those those guys young and just... they were seventeen, eighteen years old? Yeah, from Ireland, um, totally different sound. They they knew three chords <laughs> and they class. used them. <laughs> yeah, to death. Yeah, to death. And you know what? That was the first time I ever saw somebody, singer, jump onto the audience, and the audience catch him and carry him all the way across. Well, crowd surfing. Yeah, right? I mean, so I'm a kid from Tacoma, Washington, going, oh, my God. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, that is cool. And so when, um, when did you hook up with uh, your first recording contract? It was uh, at the end of that tour. I ended up in Los Angeles, and I, uh, 
had, I met my attorney actually at that time, Lindsey Feldman, who's my attorney today, and um, we cut a deal with Jet Records. And at the time, Don Arden owned yeah. Jet Records, and he signed another guy by the name of Ozzy Osbourne That's at the same right. time. So Ozzy and I and Pat Siciliano and Don Arden and Don's daughter Sharon, we're all hanging out at the pool up in Hollywood, up in the hills, and uh, we're taking doves because there's like a ton of doves, you know, and all of a sudden Ozzy's <laughs> going, ha, he's biting them. <laughs> and so they got, this, they got this crazy-ass idea that when they went to Columbia to sell Ozzy, that uh, he was going to bring the doves with him. Now the story, this is the story. The story is that the doves were already dead, and uh, he had already chopped the head off, but he pulled it out of his pocket and made it look like he bit the head off. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> you know, that had to have been surreal for a kid from Tacoma. Oh, yeah. Who had been hanging around Stadium High <laughs> with his uh, acoustic guitar to all of a sudden be hanging out with Don Arden. Yeah, I, did. I was like, I was pig heaven. Oh man! Pig heaven, so, so to speak, pig heaven. So the band you put together—who was the band you put together then? Did they put it together oh, for so you? Dig this. Now this is even better. If you're a music person at all, if you followed music, um, I hit Los Angeles and to do my first demo, my first for my first record for Don Arden, um, I had a guy named Bob Wolstein at the board, and Bob uh, was tech- technician for. Um, James Taylor at the time, and he brought in Kenny Gradney from Little Feet. Yes. He brought in uh, John Shanks, um, who is Google John Shanks these days. And John, he, uh, he's, well, he's the best of the best now. He does all Keith Urban, uh, yeah, he's Michelle a producer Branch. Now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does a lot. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Hey, John, I know you got a $300,000 Bentley. <laughs> can we have a ride? <laughs> yeah, can, can we smell it? <laughs> Just open the window. We want to smell the leather. That's right. <laughs> Not. And Boney James? Boney, yeah. That, Boney, Boney's a good buddy of mine. That is amazing. That, he's an amazing uh, saxophonist. Yeah, J- Boney played uh, keyboards and sax for me, and John played guitar. Kenny Gradney played bass. I had Richie Haywood for time on drums. And then I had Donnie Wynn, who Donnie Wynn is on my new record. Um, Donnie did a Simply Irresistible, Addicted to Love. He did all the Robert Palmer records, and he did all the uh, the last seventeen years with Duke, uh, Brooks and Dunn. Wow. Well, <clears> speaking <throat> of your new album uh, CD, as they call it, the kids call it these days. <laughs> yeah. Let's listen to uh, the first the, uh, the the title track on that. This is Ain't Leaving Your Love. This will be coming out in about a week, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be the 2010. Woo-hoo. That's for Regina McCrary right there. The guitar player you're listening to is uh, from My Morning Jacket, a guy named oh, Carl yeah. Romel. Yeah, another local band. Mr. Gator, he's swimming in the bayou. Mr. Buzzard, he's gliding through the air. Mr. Turtle, he's hitting the highway. Me, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't leaving your love. He's on the harmonica. Guy named, he's out of Nashville, and he, uh, you know what, I don't know, he had a nickname. <laughs> Skeeter. Yeah, Skeeter. <laughs> no, he called it Skunky. Skunky. Now this is this guy singing. Yeah. Play it up. Go ahead, roll it up there. This is highly illegal. That's Hayes Carl. Hayes is Houston boy. Yeah, he's a Houston boy. That's right. So where did you record this at? Um, I recorded it at uh, Willie Nelson Studio in Austin, up at Ferdinand Ellis. And then I brought the tracks home, and I have a studio in my garage. And I um, did the... uh, What I did is then I emailed the tracks to uh, Carl Bromel from My Morning Jacket in Nashville. Right. And he laid guitar parts on it, and I emailed it to... um, who else is on this track? This track's a great track. That is a great song. This is uh, Will Sexton played bass on this, and uh, Donnie Wynn played drums. Regina McCrary. Now, Regina, she sang with uh, uh, Rolling Thunder Review with Bob Dylan. Right, yeah. She, this McCrary sisters, and she now sings with uh, uh, Buddy Miller and Julie Miller. Okay. Buddy and Julie yep, Miller, yep. and she sings with uh, a great guy by the name of uh, Mike Ferris out of New York. Okay, phenomenal. So you got this whole. <clears throat> uh, it's amazing how you can do that now, where you can bring it home, 
you can work on it and then you can email it out. They do some stuff, they email it back. I mean, back in the day when it was all just it was, tape, yeah. tracks, and everything, everyone had to be there, separate rooms, come in separate times, take a break, come back. That's it. And you know what I, What we do now is I email uh, an MP3, like to you, let's say you're in Alabama. Mm -hmm. I email it to you and you sit out here in your space. You do it and, and you email it back to me and I fly it into the session and that's within 24 hours. Wow. That's, uh, things have really changed a lot. Uh, so th if you look on, if you, if you look on uh, Michael Neal's website, he has an interesting history and a lot of questions that have been uh, left out there hanging. And we thought we'd maybe ask a little bit and get a little, uh, see if you're comfortable talking about some of it. You were right, you, you were right there. Um, you were hanging with the big people and causing go, trouble with causing the trouble. big boys. Go, going on big tours. <laughs> with the best of them. Do you open for? You were on stage with Stevie Ray Vaughan, correct? Yeah, I was. With, I was out there with Stevie on his first American tour. Yeah, so I mean, these are huge names, and then you just packed it up. I did. And what caused that? Um, you know what? As uh, great stuff happened to me. I was, I, like I said, I was what twenty four years old. Um, I had little feet. John Shanks and Boney James as my band. I um, I was raising three daughters in Los Angeles without a hit. Um, you know, I'd leave with Bob Weir from Bobby and the Midnights from the Grateful Dead. I'd say I'd be gone for two months and come back two years later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honey, I'm that's home. What, that's what happens when you hang with somebody from the Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I could tell you a couple of stories about the Grateful Dead. I'm actually about Bob. Well, Bobby, please, please do. We got time. We yeah, got y'all. Y'all got time to hear this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the um, no, I mean the good. They, they're all great, fun stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Where uh, I mean, this is the '80s, folks. I'm talking here, the '80s, and uh, we'd end up in the. Uh, dressing room after a show and bobby and i and i don't know whoever else would just hang in the dressing room the managers everybody be coming back going you got to come out to the meet and greet we'd go what for no actually folks <laughs> this is what it would sound like you have to come out there for the meet and greet and we'd go that's all you get. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> we're too busy right here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're working. We're working. So, uh, so then you you pack it up primarily for your to spend time with your wife and kids. Is that how that was? Um, did you pay, did you come back here? Did you did was it a slow process to that decision? Oh, or? it was. Yeah, it was. It was ruthless. The um, are you talking about my trip to Africa? Yes, I am. Are you are you alluding to my are you well, alluding just, to my let's Egyptian? Get, let's get right down to it. Are you, your escape. You, your, you guys want to know how come I went and lived at the pyramids for a yeah, while? Yeah, expat and journey. You guys, you guys, did you see the pictures of me with the shaved head? I did. Yeah, completely in the Buddha costume. That's right. Was it like a Beatles moment? It was. Or something? It was a yeah. The, me and Ravi Shankar <laughs> out there, oming in the desert. <laughs> Yeah, learning to play the sitar for your next album. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, we are. Can you imagine that? Just having the checkbook that those guys had, and go, we're going to learn to play the sitar for our next record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, going places, let's listen to another track off of "Ain't Leaving Your Love," and this is called Louisville. Louisville, another great track. You play there. Louisville, yeah. Yeah, I play the uh, Phoenix Hill. Great, great stage there. I know a gal from Louisville, she was dancing out of weight. I know a gal from Louisville, and that's what the kin Yeah, that's Randy Kors on the slide. I know a gal from Louisville, she's pretty as a spring. This will play well in Texas, you got to fit it right. Yeah. It's going to play well everywhere. Is you can't you can't go to Texas without a fiddle in the band. Alabama, we'll make sure we do that one. <laughs> all right. So of all your travels um, and all the places you played, what uh, what have been your favorite spots to play, and maybe your not so favorite spots to play? You know what? I can't really think of uh, 
not favorite spots because I kind of blocked those out, I think. <laughs> I tell you, a real funny one was uh, we were going to do a show in Eugene, Oregon on our way to California. And this was like just about a year or so ago. And um, we got there late and the other band was already playing. So we just like stayed on the bus and said, well, let's just keep going, you know, because we're headed down south. And then we pulled into Wairika, California. Not Eureka, but Wairika. Wairika, right? right by weed. Yeah, right by weed. We went through, so we went through some weed and <laughs> found yourself in Wairika. Well, yeah. And we're like, whoa, why not? And we're like, why Wairika? Uh. <laughs> so we pull off the freeway. And the, and the weird thing is, is in Wairika, it's, uh, the town is right there. Freeway, mm -hmm. town. town. Like one block, town. It's it. And we drove around the little circle and we said, let's just find the bar. So we drove around, the, we drove the bus around, and we saw there were a bunch of women coming out of that bar. And we said, there it is. So we pulled over, <laughs> and we walked inside and said, well, we want to play music tonight for you, for free. And they said, they looked at us like, I said, you don't have to pay us anything. And if we're no good, you can kick us out. But we tore the place up. <laughs> oh, nice. Tore it up. And they, but the guys in my band were, I just told the 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 owner of the bar, I said, you just keep us full of Patron and Coronas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play all night long. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the rest. <laughs> the Blues Brothers moment right there. It was. It was so did it, the women that were leaving, did they turn around and come back in? Yeah, they bought T-shirts. Nice. That's what well, it's all about. Yeah, selling the merchandise. I'll just sell some merch. That's, yeah. right. That's right. Well, it also said on your, uh, I was reading through your bio, and it said that you had a, uh, how was how it placed, uh, Double D? Uh, short lived religious experience i believe yeah what's that about uh now uh, you guys you got me here <laughs> do, you have, do you have any chainsaws here or, or skill saws in this room because <laughs> I, I really need to work on this one i'm gonna i'm gonna trade you i'll tell you what i'm gonna trade you my dewalt 18 volt quick 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 charger <laughs> for your <laughs> For not to ask that question, you know, I, am I, if if ladies and gentlemen of the uh, uh, yeah, there you there go. You Thank go. you very much. <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh, so much blood! <laughs> Stop it again! Uh, Thank you. Next. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not, not time to give the testimony. Yeah. We'll save that for another show. <laughs> so you have a uh, radio program right now here locally. It comes out of uh, Gig Harbor on KGHP.org, and it's called Who's Bad Now, correct? That's Who's Bad Now Radio. Which was also the name of your last album. It was. And what are you playing on there these days? You know, I... Um, I, I, I kind of held off going off on the road and, and releasing this record early this year um and the reason was that the economy uh how we say in america s-u-c-k-e-z <laughs> sucks <laughs> and um you know the fuel prices are definitely not like they were they were brutal um but it's just people just don't have the funds to go out and 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 do it so to promote it, it's it's a real mofo. Um, so what I did, I I walked into the that's situation. That's a clothing brand, right? That's mofo. right, mofo. <laughs> you have a mofo in a medium? <laughs> no, 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 the green kind. <laughs> I want a tie like Wonder Boy. <laughs> that's, that, that'll sell you lots of stuff on the merch table. You put yeah, that right. out there with your face on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put the Wonder Boy up on the, my merch page, okay, that's folks? That's right. <laughs> the, like, the, like the deadline of ties, right? Yeah, that's right. I like it. Yeah, that's a great so idea. So is, is this an alt-country uh, Americana? Roots. Yeah, it's roots. an alt-country Americana roots. Who would, who Red would, uh, dirt. We tune in for an hour. Who are we hearing? You're going to hear uh, cross-Canadian ragweed. You get to hear some Robert Earl Keane. You get to hear some Lucinda Williams, some Buddy Miller, some Michael O'Neill, of course, because Mama didn't raise no fool here. <laughs> and if she did, slap her because she raised you wrong. That's right. <laughs> My Mama had 12 besides me. So. Holy cow. That, you just don't hear about that much anymore. My, my mom had came from a... Uh, 
12 kid family. Yeah, did she arm wrestle you? <laughs> my mother would arm wrestle me. <laughs> no, my mom, my, my mom would just, uh, just beat us down. <laughs> she, hey. was, she was used to wrestling everybody, and she was like, don't mess with me. I was, okay, I've seen your brothers. They're big. That's right. But uh, across Canadian ragweed, that, I don't know if a lot of people, that, that's great. The Braun be brothers. Yeah, because uh, I got hip to them in Texas, and they've actually played up here, and I went and saw them, and there weren't that many people there. There's, yeah. But that's a great band. Great band. And you know they're from, uh, they, have a, they have a festival every year in Chalice, Idaho. It's a Braun Brothers reunion. It is in August, and if you can go there, pack it in and go there because Robert Earl Keane shows nice, up. Yeah. Um, Texas uh, boy. Yeah, all, all, all Texas. They're all, all those guys are... Uh, do you know those guys who were on uh, Johnny Carson as kids that their dad brought them on as the Braun Boys on Johnny Carson? No, I didn't even know that. No, that that have you heard? Uh, have you heard Dale Watson's son, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, that's another guy that yeah. uh, that's got not nobody up here knows him. No. Nobody, but and you know, very few people know Dale. That well, that's true too. But that guy's a legend, man. <clears throat> Do you know Jackson Taylor? Of course. There you go. Yeah. Jackson's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the derailers are derailers. Uh, Love another, the derailers. Another band that's see where I talk in Texas here. Yeah. Folks. I know. Yeah. Sorry about that. We <laughs> the little Tios talk. <laughs> Everybody's like scratching their head, going, "Eh, that's not Nirvana." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, so of the bands that you've uh, opened for or played with, any memorable moments with uh, some some notable. Guys that I mean, like you two, young you two. Obviously, look at them now. They're they're you know phenomenon. And then you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course, was uh, huge. And you know what? That's actually uh, actually one of my best moments was uh, standing alongside the stage and watching Stevie play, and first off, just being blown away to be ten feet away from somebody like that, and then to watch him play yo-yo with his guitar um, was he. He knocked me out every night, every and, night. And and Doyle Bromhill too. It was, yep. He was and uh, was a lot there. of people don't know that guy wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah, and uh, amazing. And his son actually is pretty damn good too. Doyle Bromhill the second. Yeah, I don't know. He was in the band called Arch- Archangels. Oh yeah, with okay. Charlie you Sexton too. with Charlie, right? And then he also See, Willie uh, uh, Will. Charlie's brother played bass on my new record. Oh, is that who that yeah. is? Oh, perfect. Yeah, and then, and then Bramhill the second went on, and he was on the touring, uh, the road show with uh, Roger Waters. Okay, yeah. And so he's done quite I well. Do you know him? Yeah, he's quite well done, quite well for himself. Well, speaking of who's bad now, which is the name of the website, who's bad now dot com, who's radio bad now show. radio show, also who's bad now on MySpace. Follow me on Twitter. And who's bad now? Is that what is who's yeah. bad now on Twitter? And then it's your name, Michael Neal, on Facebook. Yep. But uh, let's listen to Who's Bad Now, which is the title track from your last album. This is the song. Right. Who, who's bad, baby? Yeah, this one's this is what got me turned on right here. That's what I like right there. That's yeah, that's what he, like, he likes that line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that takes me, that really takes me back to uh, growing up in Houston and all the great acts and bands that we had come through there and the, the Americana, that roots rock, uh, bluesy sound. You really got it nailed. How, how's that, uh, how's the process for a song come to you? You're working, you, you hear the tune in your head, then you put the lyrics to it later, or how, how's that process work for you? You know, it works really differently um, for different songs. It's like this tune right here. Um, I, uh, I have a very beautiful wife, and uh, she was looking real good, but she was going out the door to go out and have good time with her <laughs> girlfriends. <laughs> and I was real pissed off. I was going, she just turned around and looked at me at the way out the door, and she was like, who's bad now, Betty? <laughs> and it just hit? Yeah, it was like, she thinks, she's looking at me going, you think you're bad? 
I'm bad. Oh, and uh, wow. so yeah, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's like boom, boom. And, and you're on a uh, local record label, is that correct? I actually, I own my own record label now. So you're on your own ra- label. I own my own publishing. I own all my rights. And he owns Washington. And <laughs> 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 no, you, but I, but I tell you something. I got an email on Friday. And uh, Trace Adkins just put that uh, song right there, Who's Bad Now, on hold. So keep your fingers crossed, and hopefully Trace, uh, yeah, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's thinking about uh, the recording a version of that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that? Then that he could have you come out and do the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show him how it's doesn't done. doesn't matter. You can just come out and pick out my Mercedes for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you get a black one. Yeah. <laughs> you bad. So outside of the uh, of your recording, obviously, and you're putting out CDs, and, and I, I hope that continues because we're really digging the music. And, and if you don't know Mike O'Neill, you need to. You need to pick these CDs up. You need to go to the website and check this guy out. He's the real deal. Outside of all of that, uh, what are you doing uh, in the radio show? What, what are you doing these days? <laughs> Outside that and the radio show, and I got five daughters. Um, oh, you've been busy. Never mind. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> we, have a, we have a horse business. Uh, my wife and I have a uh, horse farm in Gig Harbor, Washington. It's a... Uh, we have thirty horses. It's a, I call it a horse spa. Yes, bring your bring your horse to the horse spa. <laughs> we have you know masseuses come in and chiropractors come in. Oh yeah, the horse whisper comes in if your horse is having a little difficulty in there. Uh. <laughs> Do you have a horse that Joe and I could ride on? <laughs> yeah, a Clydesdale together. <laughs> Actually, we do. We got a couple of shires in there that are big. The last time I was on a horse, I caused a sway back. (laughs) I was sway back then. Uh, When I got off, it just stayed. Get off. (laughs) When they try to mount, they start running away. (laughs) They're like, wait a minute. I'm going to ride you, big boy. No, they're they're not that smart. Horses are not that smart. Ask anybody. Ask a horse. Are you that smart? They're not like a dog, you know, lay down, roll over. Yeah, <laughs> there are there are animals that do that though. So you guys got any questions? Well, I'd like to know, Mike. Uh, in all the time that you've been in the music business, all the people that you've met and played with, is there anybody who uh, you haven't played with that you'd like to play with that you've missed out on, or anybody maybe that uh, has now gone to the great beyond that you wish you would have had a chance to play with? Are you being serious, or you want me to tell you who I'd like to play with in the music business? <laughs> well, uh, Shania Twain. Answer, answer, answer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Answer, like, answer both ways. Yeah, we're going like we're going. We're all going down the list now. Going, hmm, yeah, I'd like to play with that. Yeah, uh, music with. <laughs> this is a man cave, you guys. That's right. Ladies well, and gentlemen, keep listening because this is going to be good. That's right. Uh, um, we have to put the explicit label on this one. You know what? Um, actually, I've had I've had great gifts in the music business. Um, uh, I write with a guy by the name of Steve Cropper, and Crop wrote uh, "Sitting by the Dock of the Bay, Wait to the Midnight Hour." Knock your he uh, is a legend. Yeah, knock on wood. Come on, Crop took me and a kid by the name of Jason Sheff, who is bass player singer for Chicago, when and his dad Jerry Sheff played bass for uh, Elvis. Wow. He took Jason and I, and he put his arm around us, and it's like this. He goes, he goes, he goes you guys, I want to show you how to drop your dick in the dirt. <laughs> 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 and Crop, Crop's a, I, I'll, matter of fact, I'll, I'll send you. Crop is the, he's the, he's the prince. He is the king of music. I, uh, I tell you, I, I went to uh, an Eric Clapton show with Steve Cropper one night at Universal Amphitheater, and um, kid from Tacoma. Um, black kid plays guitar. Randy Hanson? No, no, not Randy. Uh, Robert Cray. Oh, Cray, yeah. Cray yeah. opened the show, and I've known Cray since you know being a kid here. Um, and uh, afterwards, we ended up at the Bellage Hotel in the bar with Eric Clapton and his manager and Duck Dunn. Uh, oh, the legendary Duck. The Dunn. legendary. Yeah, he's awesome. See, Duck Duck played bass for Clapton. He was in the Blues Brothers exactly too. Yeah. with uh, Cropper. Yeah, Cropper. Amazing. And yes. so. So the deal was we closed the bar down at the Bellage, and so we head up to the suite to uh, Duck Suite, and it's just Duck Dunn, Steve Cropper, and myself, and we're sitting in the in this great suite. I mean, then it's the living room. It's looking out over Hollywood, right? And um, Cropper gets up and goes to the bathroom, and Duck just looks at me and brings his finger up to his mouth and says, you know, shh. And so I, all of a sudden the front door opens, and Eric Clapton walks in with two acoustic guitars. 
And this is at 2 o'clock in the morning. 9 o'clock, by 9 o'clock the next morning, I had just heard Layla done acoustically the first time. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I heard uh, Cropper do Sitting by the Dock of the Bay acoustically for Eric Clapton. Um, it just went on and on. Oh, that's got to be a magic moment. Magic. You talk yeah. about, you know, those are, that, I, 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 I've lived. It's like... Like, you know, I'm done. Shoot me. <laughs> Poke me. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you're like, can I freeze this? Yeah. You know, that, that is absolutely amazing. Well, um, Michael Neal, big time stud and music guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, a true Northwest legend. I mean, folks, seriously, uh, the name may not ring a bell, but go to his webpage and, and listen to his show and listen to stories that he has. This guy's been around. And he's still around to tell about it, lived, and he's lived through it. His music is timeless, and it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm a big fan now. And, uh, but before we let you get out of here, we've got to give you the Big Ten. Okay. All right. Big Ten, my friend, what is your favorite food? Uh, Cuero's Tacos, Austin, Texas. There you go. <laughs> I was just there. Uh, what kind of car are you driving now? <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Denali. Oh, yeah. Your favorite team. Wait, let's back up. I also drive a 45-foot Monaco Dynasty with a 370 Cummins. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, everybody here. Road trip. A, now everybody's drooling. <laughs> What's your favorite sports team? You into sports? Uh, I am, but you know what? It's got to be Texas. Come on now. The Longhorns? Longhorns. Oh, look at that, man. He's got to be in heaven, man. What a game uh, yesterday. There you go. Uh, your favorite color? Shit. <laughs> hey, that's Tim Conway Jr.'s favorite color, too. Color. Shit brown. Shit All right. Brown. <laughs> uh, your favorite tool? Uh, it's chainsaw. There you go. We heard from that one earlier. Your, uh, your favorite band, singer, or musician? My favorite band right now, singer, is a guy by the name of Chris Knight out of Kentucky. And if you haven't heard him, you got to go hear him. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, pull him up. I'm not familiar with him. For you right now, a can't-miss TV show. Dexter. <laughs> That's a lot of people watching Dexter. The last movie you saw. Oh, I just saw the... Uh, I just saw something. I don't know. <laughs> I went to it. It was, a, it was really good. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, the last concert you attended that you weren't playing in. The uh, last concert I attended I wasn't playing in. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver. Oh, nice. Beautiful. And uh, the last of the Big Tens, what's your favorite drink, my man? I drink a uh, Don Julio Reserve. Perfect. That, <laughs> we'll have to have some of that on hand next time. All right. Well, we've been uh, talking to Mike O'Neill, and you can see him on whosbadnow.com. He's also on uh, Who's Bad Now Radio, which is Airs Wednesday, 4 to 7, on kghp.org. You can, uh, it's streaming on the Internet. You can pick that up. He's also Who's Bad Now on MySpace. And he's also on Facebook under his name, Mike O'Neill. So, Mike, thanks so much for coming in. Don't be a stranger, my man. Uh, anytime... Stranger than this? <laughs> Don't be a stranger. <laughs> no, anytime you got something to plug, you got uh, a new CD coming out, uh, Tales from the Road. We're always here. We'd love to hear from you. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Keep doing what you're doing. We're, we're digging the music, and, and you're uh, quite a guy. All right on. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. And everybody, go to whosbadnow.com and just click it. Click it or tick it. <laughs> and sign up. You got a, a mailing a, a email? Uh... Just hit me on there. You'll find it. All right. There we go. Mike O'Neill, everybody. So that was Mike O'Neill, and quite a guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, definitely. And we'd love to have him back in the studio. And I ain't leaving your love. The brand new CD just yes. came out, I believe, yesterday. Yesterday. So go to his website, Who's Bad Now, and order yourself a copy. Or I think it's it's on, it's for sale at, around. I think uh, you can get it at some of the local stores and so forth. But it's a really good album. The guy has great sound. He does. And it's uh, he's also got a, a radio program over on KGHP. I believe it's on Thursdays, like, I don't know, 4 to 7 or 3 to 7 or something. Check him out. Mike O'Neill, good guy. And uh, time for birthdays. It is time for the birthdays. So these are the birthdays of the living. It's a good place to start. Yes. 
Because, I mean, you know, it's it's a festive time. <laughs> and New like Year's it. is coming around. I mean, what better time to have a birthday than right around New Year's? That's, that's good, yeah. I mean, All the good sales have happened. They can yeah. get you some really nice gifts. And everybody's, <laughs> or, know, everybody's or, in a partying mood. Or they can re-gift. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, first one up this week, he's going to be 54, born on the 28th of this month in 1954 Denzel Washington great actor oh man I'm a Denzel fan and the ladies love Denzel they like Denzel oh, I can't believe this guy was born in 1984 <laughs> year after I graduated he's going to be 24 born on the 30th of December LeBron James LeBron James that guy's got to be worth Gadzooks amounts of money already oh yeah King James 24. And you know, Man. I wasn't sure about that uh, about that guy when he first started, but now that he's been in the league for a few years, and the more I hear him interviewed and the more that he talks, he is a really likable guy. Yeah, you, you like him? I like him. I don't know. I left the NBA, uh, my interest in the NBA waned years ago. Well, if you're still watching the NBA, he is one good reason to still be watching the NBA. All right, very good. I'll take your word for it. Now, this guy. Uh, the next guy, who was also born on the 30th, and he was born in 1975, so that'll make him 33. 33 and uh, <laughs> not as smart as we thought he was. Yeah. Whereas LeBron, LeBron's lighting it up in his sport, this guy's kind of like a train wreck at the moment. Yes. And that's Tiger Woods. Tiger is in trouble. Tiger's in some trouble. and he's. Uh, but you know what? It's a t- he needs a little lift me up. So if you see Tiger around, it's probably a lonely birthday this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Tiger might not have got him a present. He might need a visit from LeBron. And even though it wasn't her birthday, he probably did have to get her a present. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I bet he did. It's called the Kobe ring. Happy happy birthday to all those guys. So let's go to beyond. All right. We have to go to the other side. We like to start with the birthdays of the living, get you all happy, and then bring you down. (laughs) (laughs) all right well the next time you have some milk and uh you don't get botulism or perhaps a ice cold budweiser and you don't get botulism (laughs) you can thank this man his name was louis pasteur yeah and he invented what process did he invent double d pasteurization (laughs) he wins has his name in it he was born december 27th eighteen. 22. Wow. And he would be 186 uh, if he would have used more pasteurized products. <laughs> <laughs> he invented it, but he wasn't quite sure about wasn't it. Wasn't quite hanging around with it. Okay, now this I got to ask Double D. Double D, you have a, uh, a son who recently received as a very nice Christmas gift a 76 Ranchero. Okay. And being an automotive genius such as you are, uh, if you're in the market for some tires... Uh, and uh, for the Ranchero, and you go down to the tire store. Do you have a preference, or are they, do you have some favorite tires, uh, particular brands that you would say these are number one, this is number two, and round, uh, made of rubber? Are you particular uh, in tires? No, no? Not, just a name brand, such as what would be a name brand? Uh, Les Schwab. That's <laughs> not a name brand of a tire. <laughs> yeah, they are. Les Schwab has their own tires. Yeah. I've never seen a tire. How about, how about some of the more recognized brands in America? I don't know. Be of Goodrich. No, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What okay. was the last one? Goodyear. So you so are you're a Goodyear fan. Okay. Sure. Well, that is good. <laughs> you guys are leading me on here <laughs> because so Charles Goodyear, <laughs> born on December 29th, eighteen hundred. He would be happy that you're one of his fans. Okay. Uh, he so would I be get free tires for this. <laughs> he could, you could. Uh, he was. He would be two hundred eight years old. So yeah, two hundred eight year old tires. That's right. <laughs> Those are the ones you get. <laughs> free. <laughs> yeah, they're called wagon wheels. <laughs> With uh, no spokes. And last but not least, uh, probably one of the original members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, had a particular style that influenced a lot of people. A lot of people credit actually credit him with starting rock and roll. Starting rock and roll. And when I was a little boy. It's called the Bo Diddley style. Yes. Uh, kind of the chunk of chunk of rhythm. He was born December 30th, 1928. Would have been 80 years old. I think he just died a couple of years ago. Yeah, he did. So those are the birthdays from beyond. And Bo if you see them, Diddley. 
uh, have some pasteurized milk, buy some tires, <laughs> Listen and to put on some Bo Diddley. <laughs> <laughs> and drive Tiger Woods around. Right. We need some company. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get on out of here, we got to do This Week in Rock. And uh, it's kind of a, a different edition. This is more like country. This, this day week. in music. This day this, in noise. This day in noise. This day in something. So, uh, Big Joe, it's, tell us about it. All right. Well, this day... In music, December 27th, uh, 2008, only a year ago, uh, this young lady... So it's like way past history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's ancient. Uh, she's 19 years old, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Man. Taylor Swift, Swift started a seven-week run at number one on the U.S. album charts with her album Fearless, which is pretty impressive, and this year she's nominated for seven Grammys. Oh, seven's a magic number. Seven's a magic number. Just asked uh, John Lennon, uh, and uh, she also <laughs> what? Sneak of Beatles. In she there. won the CMA Music Awards, yeah. and Kanye got up and busted her on her right. best video Which was award. Really lame. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. No but you know, uh, like I would like to say, <laughs> though I would be lying, I'm a huge fan. I have my copy. <laughs> She your, signed nose, it. your nose is she, growing. She signed it for me. But, you know, I know a couple little girls who uh, think of me as their grandpa, and they love this girl. So A lot of people like Taylor. Yeah, she's a nice girl. Come on. No, she is. She's, I just don't, you know, it's like I don't really particularly myself care for her music. It's a little too commercial country or whatever. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, a lot of people dig it because yeah. look at all the, hey, at 19, yeah. what was I doing? But she's got tons of potential and who knows where she's going to be in five six seven years yeah. you know no, you get, gotta and, give and, her I, props. and i gotta give her credit too because she did a crossroads with def leopard which was kind of cool <laughs> so hap, hap all right oh that's not her birthday it's just this day of music but yeah. hey taylor whenever your birthday is happy birthday <laughs> started the uh, new year uh, celebrations a little early there <laughs> that's huh? right yeah what year <laughs> is this going to be again <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank our special guest, Mike O'Neill, for uh, coming in with us. That was a lot of fun. And uh, if you click on his name, it'll take you over to his website, Who's Bad Now? And uh, this is our last show of the year. Can you believe that we started this whole adventure Six podcast adventure? It was in June. Yeah, it yeah, was like June? 16th. What episode number is this? This would be 31. Thir- episode 31. We've, been, we've done 30. One podcast. So this is the Baskin Robbins edition. <laughs> this is the uh, the multi uh, flavor edition. But uh, no, I mean I think back to when we started and you know like the equipment we were using and we didn't know what we were doing and uh, yeah, we, we were do just now. Yeah, I mean, go back and listen to the early ep- the, like the first couple of episodes. Try. I, I don't go back. We look like the early Simpsons. And then listen now <laughs> and. I want to thank you guys for all the work you do on the podcast and what you bring to the show every week. Yes. Um, I also want to say that this upcoming year is, you know, I mean, we've grown a lot and we've started adding guests and, and want to thank all the guests who have dropped in, been on the phone, uh, all the nice, you know, responses that we've gotten back from them for being on the show uh, the times we've gone to see them do their thing, whether it's you know a comedy gig or the bands or whatever, always warm receptions. Everybody seems to dig the Northwest Convergence Zone, and and that's what it's all about, man. It's like making it's connections. Good. And you guys got any things you want to say about yeah, our last I, uh, episode here? Well, the I, year? I appreciate everything that the uh, the Wonder Boy and Double D and the Craigster uh, Squeeze. They are the uh, brain trust. In reality, uh, I just show up and, uh, you know, blather on most of the time. So they're the real workers on the show, so that is great. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Appreciate the feedback from uh, the uh, people listening and from the uh, the comments and advice and uh, constructive criticism from the guests, such as that uh, we should really think about doing the show with clothes on, which was pretty, you know, good advice. So uh, we look, scared a few folks. Yeah, you know, especially when they came in to do interviews. Like, we're yeah, ca- we we're just, casual we just, here. We didn't know that that was etiquette. Yeah, yes. I thought that's how they did it in radio. We that's did. why you're on the air. Yeah, there's no cameras. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to some uh, big things next year uh, in 2010. And so keep listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Uh, we'll be, be there. Uh, and we'll be here. Yeah, keep checking in. Where all things come together. You got anything you, you want to thank or? 
No. No. He just not. wanted to say, we're yeah. all things come together. He was, oh, look at him. He was over there, man. He was like a shotgun well, about to go off. He invented that line. That's his line. That's my line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I do. I want to thank each and every one of you who, ha- who check in on a weekly basis or every now and then. we got some casual fans. We have some people who listen every week. We do get a lot of email. We get a lot of response. We get people who are, you know, send us some ideas for the shows and we love that. We love hearing from you. The fact that you're out there listening, um, you know, that just it makes it even more fun for us. Yeah, we and really want to hear more from you guys. That's right. Yeah, more so, you guys can email us or just contact us. Call and, the number on the webpage. You yeah. know, we have a blowback line and stuff. And we don't really talk about the webpage much because, you know, it's I mean, people know where to go. And it's pretty self-explanatory. But, you know, if you want to share the link, www.nwconvergenzone.com. So, that's it for this show and this year. So happy new year to uh, everybody. Be safe out there. <laughs> I know Christmas is over, but Michael Christmas Neal gave us this special song. This is a beer can Christmas tree that we're going to leave you with. So we'll have Christmas a little bit longer. Yes. We'll see you guys next week. Douglas fir is a mighty fine tree, but it's not the one for me. Got water and take care of it, or the darn thing won't stay green. The darn thing won't stay green. Well, I don't need no Douglas fir, don't want no evergreen. The prettiest tree to me is a beer can Christmas tree, y'all. Oh, a beer can Christmas tree. A beer can Christmas tree, oh, a beer can Christmas tree. Gather all your friends around, let's start a new tradition. We'll build a tree of beer cans, the tallest is our mission, the tallest is our mission. I see one on the White House lawn and Rockefeller Center. In every bar and honky-tonk From here to Timbuktu From here to Timbuktu well, I don't need no Douglas fir I don't want no evergreen Prettiest tree to me Is a beer can Christmas tree oh, A beer can Christmas tree A beer can Christmas tree oh, A beer can Christmas tree Christmas tree, a beer game Christmas tree.